Welcome, welcome. You are listening to the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Tabert, former overweight, atheist, corporate girl, turned fit over 40, purpose-chasing God girl, and fitness coach entrepreneur. And in this podcast, I get to share with you all things faith and fitness that lead to greater levels of freedom in every aspect of life. Because what I have learned over my last 20 years in my transformational journey and now coaching other women through their own transformations over the last decade is that when we continually cultivate that faith that moves mountains, that greater connection to peace and purpose, and continually work on fitness in both mind and body, that unlocks greater levels of freedom that you probably don't even know are possible from where you sit today. And I'm here to tell you not only is it possible, but it is your kingdom inheritance. You were created on purpose for unique and greater purpose. And we get to discover that and live that out. So let's jump in to today's episode. And for those of you that want to learn more about my own personal journey, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode one. But for now, let's jump into today's episode. All right, let's dive right in. I have got for you seven tips for losing weight even while you're working at home. Before I jump into the tips, I want to encourage you, if that's all right with you, to remind you to love yourself where you're at. If you were drawn to this podcast, you probably feel like you're struggling with weight right now. And like so many women that have reached out to me, you may have even gained 20, 30 pounds over the last year. And I am the last person that will enable. At the same time, I'm always going to speak truths through love. And the reality is that it's good to know where you're at. It is not good to condemn yourself or beat yourself up. So I'm going to encourage you to give yourself grace, kindness, and love as you work on the process to drop the weight that is keeping you stuck or feeling uncomfortable or impacting your confidence. And understand that at a societal level, there's been so many changes and shifts over the last year that it has created a cumulative level of stress for many women across the country. In California alone, as of the recording of this of this podcast, today is our official, we get to reopen with some limited capacity, and it's been a year of shifts in how we work and how we interact with our, not just society, but friends and family. So there have been a lot of stressors. So the, whether it be as a result of COVID-19 restrictions or something else going on in your life, I will tell you, I always coach that the best way for the best foundation for you to get where you want to be is to build and evolve from a place of love and understanding. It's a combination of being real about where you're at versus where you want to be or potentially need to be, and also holding space for grace and love so that you're not beating yourself up. You will not achieve the goals that you set for yourself as successfully or as exponentially, if you, as you will, um, expeditiously. <laughs> as you will, um, if you're continually beating yourself up. Negative emotion will continue to keep you stuck or slow your progress or hold you back. 
Deal? So with that, let me jump into these seven tips for losing weight, even with working from home. And the first one is to move more. Now, you may have some challenges where maybe you are at home and you feel like you working out has to be this big thing and you have to go to a gym and, and all the things. And I will tell you, of course, in California, we've learned to do that we could do a lot of things at home. Um, and moving more does not necessarily have to mean a workout. I am going to encourage you that you get 30 minutes of intentional movement in per day. Having said that, it really depends on where you're starting and your schedule. I am not going to allow you to use the excuse that you do not have time. Sister, we all have the same 24 hours in the day. So if any human being can get in 30 minutes of intentional movement in the day, you can too. It's just a matter of seeing the value in consistently moving and intentionally moving. And once you see the value in moving intentionally, then you'll start to make it a priority and you'll realize that you have the possibility and the potential to make it happen on a consistent basis. Now, it does not have to be consistent. Maybe you do not in the state that you're at and in the belief system that you hold today, maybe you do not feel you have 30 minutes in one chunk of time. What you can do is consider breaking it up. Maybe it's three segments of 10-minute movement. Maybe it's six segments of five minutes of movement. Maybe you're like many of us where you're on back-to-back appointments, uh, Zoom, or you might be, uh, most of us are Zoom, most of us are, are on, or Google Meets or whatever the teachers use, right, is what I was trying to think of. But taking that intentional time, even if it's in five-minute segments. Maybe you're doing bodyweight squats. Maybe you're um, marching in place, getting some sort of movement in, right? One of my client friends is uh, has the ability to, or the blessing of having a treadmill in her home. And so she intentionally sets a reminder to stop every 90 minutes because she does have that flexibility. And she walks for 10 minutes on the treadmill. To be in movement is not only going to help you progress towards a healthy weight. It's also going to reduce stress. It's going to help you have clarity of mind. Whenever possible, I highly encourage that you get outside at some point during the day um, because, again, that plays a role in our overall state of well-being and our mental state of well-being has a direct impact on our physical well-being and our ability to either let go of the extra pounds and or not be in a state of emotional eating. There's so many benefits of getting outside and being outside. The second is to sleep. So we want to be getting, the ideal goal would be to be getting eight to nine hours of sleep on average per night. Now, there is a lot of research that has been done over the last couple of years on sleep specifically and its direct correlation with lack of sleep increases the likelihood of you having a weight or excess weight, excess body fat, right? When we do not get enough sleep, our body releases cortisol, extra cortisol or excess cortisol. And that cortisol hormone is the hormone that tells our body that we're in a state of stress and therefore we need to hold on body fat. It also holds or releases more adrenaline, which is a hormone that tells our body that we are hungry. Not to mention the fact that our major hormone cycles happen in accordance with our circadian rhythm, which is naturally designed to happen overnight. 
And so if you are missing out on that, you're missing on your body's built-in natural rest, repair, and recover ability. And so prioritizing sleep makes a dramatic impact on our overall sense of emotional and physical well-being. So again, I know the old me was absolutely, you know, 20 years ago when I was in corporate America, it was almost a badge of honor. I can run off a five hour sleep and I'm good. Your body is not. Your body needs that eight to nine hours of sleep. A really good resource for to get more information on sleep. Uh, I'll do a future podcast on it as well because I've done quite a bit of reading on it over the last few years. But uh, Sean Stevenson has a book called Sleep Matters. And in that there's, uh, you know, the the studies that multiple studies that back the uh recommendation for eight to nine hours of sleep during normal sleep times and also uh, ways to be able to sleep better and ways to build sleep routines. There's all kinds of um, important or helpful resources within that book and or I'm sure you can grab it on audio. He has a podcast as well, but his podcast is very diverse um, and very nerdy, which I love. But uh, there's also the number three is managing your stress. So there's many things to do to manage your stress. I've done a podcast on it. You could go back and listen to that podcast. I'll put the episode um, link into the show notes. But I will tell you one takeaway. Again, managing stress because when we are stressed, we tend to eat foods, a lot of us anyway, (laughs) are coming from the background of emotional eating, right? So we want to proactively manage stress. Managing stress is also part of our ability to optimize our health, right? High levels of stress will increase our risk for disease. It will break down our immune system. So then it makes you more susceptible to things like COVID-19 or any kind of virus. So we really want to work on managing our stress. A simple technique to manage day-to-day stress, anxiety when a moment comes up is working on our breath. And so it's one of the tips that I suggest in the other podcast episode, and that is being able to breathe in for four into your belly, hold for four, and then out for four. It'll help calm your nervous system and help you regroup. And it doesn't take a lot of time. You can do, you know, four, start with four or five breaths. The fourth is getting clear on your goals. So this is such a huge uh, point that has come front to mind for me over the last several months is this idea of realizing that So many women run an autopilot, and in order for us to truly experience the fullest extent of all that God has for us, we need to get out of autopilot and into being intentional. And what I mean by that is how many times have you been in this season of life, right? It it can come and go, but maybe you're there now where it's like you really just don't even know where the day went, right? You're running ragged at both ends of the day, right? And you are just running that and then you wake up and you do the same thing the next day and you're just kind of running through that routine over and over and over again without real intention, without really like, you know, hours go by and you're like, what have I gotten? Like, what have I productively gotten done? Or what has I done to progress me forward? And or we get so caught up in taking care of everyone else, women especially are very guilty of this, that we, you know, our own self-care is non-existent. And goals we don't even bother setting because we're discouraged or we feel like we don't have time or whatever the case may be. But the reminder is, is that we're only going to be able to give our best when we are at our best. 
So self-care and setting goals related to our optimal health and well-being should be a priority for us because otherwise we're not giving our best version of ourselves to other people. And when you set goals, it's important to really get intentional about being clear on what those goals are for each aspect of life. And there's a process that I take through my clients through it. Really, you want it to be intentional for each aspect of life and very detailed. And then this is all within four. So you're kind of getting a threefer in this fourth point. Not only do you set the goals and write them down, but then you decide what the habits are that are going, what are the habits and the resources that you need in order to support you in the goal. The habits might be three workouts a week. It might be doing food prep on Sundays. It might The resources might be you've been trying to do it on your own for the last year, two years, three years, and that isn't working. So it's higher, time to hire a coach and make sure that you have the right support, accountability, and roadmap that you know will lead to success. And then you're uh, each week doing a weekly assessment. Again, no judgment or condemnation of yourself, but just being intentional about, okay, I made this commitment to myself that I was going to work out three days last week. Did I do it? I made this commitment to myself that I was going to eat from home five five nights a week instead of um, only two nights a week, right? Which actually means that you're not eating out, but we want to focus on the positive. Makes sense? Did I do it? And there's no condemnation or beating yourself up. It's just looking at, did you do it or did you not? If you didn't, then what could you do differently this coming week to make sure that you support that goal and you keep your promise to yourself, right? The fifth is planning and creating structure in your week. So the more structure and planning you have, the greater, more likely you are to actually follow through for yourself. Again, even when it comes to workouts, when I say structure, I mean, even if you're working out from home, put it in your calendar and keep your appointment to yourself just like you would for anybody else. Keep the small commitments to yourself and that builds confidence. When we don't keep commitments to ourselves, that breaks our confidence. It takes away from our overall well-being and confidence. So creating that structure, you're more likely to hit the plan. The other thing that creating structure in a plan does is it does reduce your stress. Every single time we make a choice, it is a incremental grain of sand on the compounding effect of stress. So the more we set up ahead of time, the less uh, choices we make throughout the week or day, so the more habits and routines we can put in place, the less stress we will feel accumulatively for the week. So planning and structuring your week is super important. And then six is getting connected, making sure that you're in community and not isolating. Get connected with like-minded people. And I've talked about this before, but who you surround yourself with is so critically important. And you may not have the right resource, the right support in your immediate circle. So it's important for you to seek that out and get connected with a community, a coach, a mentor that is further along in their journey than where you are now and doing that for each aspect of life. It's really rare that you'll find one person that's going to be that kind of inspiration, motivation, coach, mentor, or just be present with them like as a friend or what have you that is going to hold space um, for every aspect of life, right? It's important to understand that. Like we can't expect, you know, a spouse or a best friend to be fill every need we might have, right? That's just... Sounds ridiculous even coming out of my mouth, <laughs> but I know I'm sure I used to expect that and feel that, you know, years and years ago when I learned and then I learned that that's why it's important to get connected 
um, with like-minded people in each aspect of life, but do not isolate, right? Um, and then a bonus, number seven, is a twofer, and that is don't multitask while eating. So do not be scrolling and eating food at the same time. Do not be watching TV and having your hand in a bag of chips. Get intentional about when you're eating and pay attention to the fact that you're eating. I know it sounds silly, but it is so powerful because we do eat mindless, mindlessly quite often. And reality is, is that it takes 20 minutes for your body to recognize that you are eating, that you are, that it's getting filled, that it's getting satisfied. So you, I know I could go through a whole lot of food in 20 minutes back in the day. So slow down, get mindful and don't multitask while you're eating. And the twofer for this one is put your pants on, girl. <laughs> Reminder that living in sweatpants and living in gym pants because you're on Zoom is not going to empower you to stay mindful of where you're at and also what the effort that we put into ourselves each day to get ready does um, impact our level of confidence, our level of focus, our level of energy, all the things. If you dress frumpy, if you don't put on make, if you normally wear makeup and you don't put on makeup, um, although for Zoom, you're probably putting on makeup. But my point is, is like if you dress frumpy, you're going to feel frumpy. If you get dressed, whatever, it doesn't mean that you have to be in like high end Gucci, whatever. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying whatever your version of best is, keep doing that, sister, because you deserve it. You are worthy of it. Your energy, your health, your well-being is worthy of you taking the best care of yourself on a day-to-day basis, right? And what we do like our mind is always listening, even in the smallest of things like washing our face, brushing our teeth, taking a shower and putting on pants. Fair enough. I know you're probably thinking I forgot to talk about food. Here's the deal. The food component of losing weight is not complicated it's simple. It's just not easy. The best way to start, especially when you're starting out, is to not overcomplicate it. Start with simply focusing on foods that are as close to the ground or the animal as possible, which means that you are choosing, you get to choose, you could have whatever you want, but you're going to choose to eat as close to the ground or the animal as possible because you want to be at a healthy weight, because you want to feel good, because you want to have energy and focused brain and all the things. So you're going to choose to eat as close to the ground or the animal as possible. When we eat foods that are packaged or processed, we are not in alignment with optimal health. Packaged processed includes obviously anything in a box. It includes breads. It includes pastas. Even the healthier versions, I could do a whole episode on that. You really want to be mindful of ingredients and what's going into it. You want to stick with foods as close to the ground or the animal as possible. Do you have to give everything else up forever and always? No, not at all, sis. But chances are, if you're feeling like you cannot do without them, you may have an addiction. There are true addictive properties to packaged and processed foods that are very similar to crack cocaine. (laughs) So you may need to eliminate before you moderate, and the scope of the nutrition is a little bit greater than beyond this podcast, but just start with simplifying the foods that you eat throughout the week. 
And if you feel like you're craving something during the week, you can try deferring it to the weekend. That is how I originally started out was I would just defer whatever I was craving. I will tell you that I don't recommend that today and that's not how I coach clients that come with me and can I can give them that support and that accountability because I believe that by deferring it, that's one of the reasons why it, my initial transformation took me so long. It took me about 18 months is because there is legitimate components to, which I didn't understand the why at the time, now I know that there's legitimate components to packaged processed food that do make it very addictive. So when I would defer to a Saturday, that's it never ended on a Saturday. It ended up being Sunday and then Monday and Tuesday and it could take me several days to try and get back on track and then I'd be back to a Saturday again. But it is a way that you can test and try and tweak. And of course, if you want to truly have support and accountability and a process and that is going to help you get to your long-term goals, then reach out. All right, sister. So I want to invite to join I want to invite you to join us in the Faith Fitness and Freedy <laughs> Fitness and Freedom Community Group in Facebook. I wish that we could just sit on the table and talk over some coffee and I wish I could hear more about you and your story and your wins and your struggles and the best way that we can do that in today's environment that I know of is through a Facebook private community page. So I would encourage you to jump on in. I'll share the link in the show notes. I also want you to get on my email list because quite transparently, any kind of social media outlet we have learned is borrowed land, especially um, when we maybe have more conservative views. And, and unfortunately, a belief in God tends to be viewed as more conservative these days. And so I don't want to lose connection with you. The best way for me to stay connected with you in case something else, um, you know, social media platforms change. We've seen that happen many times. Um, the best way for us to stay connected is to make sure that we are on email. And so I will post a link before below for that as well in how to get more moves in 15 creative ways to move more by getting that free ebook you'll also be on my email list to make sure that you're connected love you bye for now would love for you to either hit follow and or write a review and or do both all right love you talk to you soon bye